What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender, back in the saddle here with my man, Adam Ronis. Adam, it has been too long, my friend. Uh, power outage here in, uh, in Northern California because of the wildfires and, uh, and all the high winds and stuff like that has kept me away from you. I, I know you've missed me, haven't you? Definitely, man. It's been really rough without you. I don't know how I have survived, and I'm glad you're back. So, and, and, and thankfully you're safe as well. Oh, I appreciate that. My safety is, uh, is definitely uh, a highly important thing. But thank you for keeping the fires burning here. Uh, good work with Dan Malin. Uh, World Series talk with John and Pemba uh, on yesterday's Did, So you didn't get to watch it? Um, I actually did get to watch the World Series because okay. I had to I had to drive into, uh, you know, once once I knew that John was going to do the podcast with you, I ended up driving into a friend's place in downtown San Francisco. I may have the COVID now, but I drove into a, a friend's place to watch the game with him and a couple of his friends uh, as well. So I did get to watch the game. Uh, I don't need to weigh in on the, the whole thing. It was it was a bad call to pull Snell. Uh, I know, but you know now all the uh, anti-stat people, anti-analytics people, uh, are all up in their heyday right now, uh, crapping on you know statisticians and uh, people who like to crunch numbers and stuff like that. Mean, but, meanwhile, analytics helped the Dodgers too. <laughs> they they forget that, right? Oh my yeah. god, dude! Listen, I went nuts last week when I read an article from Hannah Kieser from uh, from Yahoo Sports who started ripping on the whole concept of a bullpen game, right? And how it takes the fun out of it, out of baseball. And, you know, she doesn't like them and whatever. And, and you know what? And it was all, as it turns out, because she uh, is a Dodger fan or favors the Dodgers or seems to favor the Dodgers. I went back and I read a lot of her work and, you know, she does, uh, she does seem to be uh, a little favorable to the California teams. Uh, Maybe it's just being out here in Yahoo, but you know, you can't sit there and, and denounce this bullpen game as being bad for baseball uh, when the Rays do it and it costs the Dodgers a win. But then the Dodgers do it right back in the World in game six and they win the World Series because of it. And uh, and now she's like silent about it. Yeah, I mean, look, analytics is something Tampa Bay did. And just because they made a bad move does not mean analytics is bad. I mean, we've seen a lot of teams find hidden gems and improve. You know, there's a balance between it. You don't want to rely on everything. I mean, that was a perfect example of, look, I don't care that Blake Snell hasn't gone deep in many games the third time through the order. He was dominating. And Kevin Kiermaier even said, he's like, that's probably the best I ever saw him throw. And the three guys coming up were 0 for 6 with six strikeouts. And I bet on the Dodgers. I wrote it up for Wager Alarm, said they would close it out. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is terrible, man. Snell is rolling. Once they took him out, I said, oh, here we go. We're good. Mookie Betts, I mean, you could see it. He was so excited. And they asked everyone. Dave Roberts was like, oh, yeah, we couldn't touch him. Mookie Betts was like, look, I'm not going to question it. I'm just glad they took him out. It it totally changed things. And, you know, someone was like, it cost the race the series. It didn't cost them the series. That's the other thing that's bothering me about this. Was it a bad move? Yes. But do you know why the Rays lost this series? They did not hit. They struck out 16 times and scored one run. Man. Do you really think Blake Snell was throwing a complete game shutout? No. The Rays didn't hit. They got a home run in the first inning. That was it. They struck out a ton. 
over the course of the season, which is why in several of my wager alarm bets against the Rays, I was giving the strikeouts for the pitchers over because they were too low. Kershaw was five, six and a half in game two. Like, get the over. He got it. Framber Valdez was over five and a half in one of the games. He he had six strikeouts in the third inning. So the Rays offense was a big problem. And that's why they lost this series. They were held to three runs or fewer in four of the six games. And everyone's going to point, well, Blake Snell, the decision, they probably still would have lost. It was a bad decision, but the Rays did not hit. The Dodgers were the better team offensively. That's why they won. Excellent point. We can congratulate the Dodgers on winning the 2020 World Series. Absolutely love that. Uh, you guys can, uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, go back and listen to uh, to John and Adam uh, kind of giving you that you know immediate post-game reaction, their thoughts about that. I think you guys even tapped into a couple of 2021 futures, uh, if, uh, if memory serves. So We did uh, not. He oh, had I thought you started to start looking start at to? it. Yeah, he mentioned. He's like, oh, maybe it's time to start looking. It's a little early, John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I admire his enthusiasm, nevertheless. But anyway, so uh, the you know, I what I thought would be good today was because I know you and Dan Malin covered waivers, uh, and and you know Dan does the waiver wire article over at Fantasy Alarm. Um, I wanted to to try and you know being in the dark for two days. Uh, and not really using my phone very much because of obviously you want to you know, hold the battery so I don't have to recharge it like in the car and let the car run in the driveway for, you know, an hour and a half. Um, I pretty much kind of stayed away from everything. I didn't get the chance to watch Monday Night Football. Oh, um, you didn't miss anything there. Yeah, I know. I heard. Oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> it was a train wreck. If there's any game that you missed, that one, you know, Arizona Seattle was a classic. Hopefully you saw that on Sunday night. Um, I actually I saw the majority of that. My uh, my cable and everything went out uh, probably in like the mid third quarter. Okay, good. Then after this, they're replaying it now on the NFL Network. Oh well, I would watch story. it. It was really good, really good game. Yeah, I saw that they took a touchdown away from my boy DK Metcalf. That would have uh, had me. It was a legit holding game. call, though. I know, I know, but you know what, Adam? I would have won so much more money. Uh, I know. So much more money, dude. Did you see the dude who went from winning a million dollars to three thousand because of a stack correction oh, on no, the Monday? It was like game? the Bears defense or something like that. Yeah, because I I got hurt. Not well, I didn't get hurt like that. Well, I have Akeem Hicks in my IDP league. They originally gave him a sack and they took it away because um, who did they play again? Oh, Jared Goff. So Jared Goff slid. So basically, he was kind of giving himself up, but he was behind the line of scrimmage. So at first, they credited him with a sack. But then I guess they looked at it and said, no, nah, it's a run and didn't give them the sack. So guy went from winning $1 million to 3300 because of that play. So he thought he won and he's calling everyone up and telling people. And then he's like, oh, you know, let me just refresh it to make sure, you know, and, you know, see it again. And it wasn't there anymore. Wow. <laughs> that's I mean, that's brutal, devastating. That is that has got to be that that's that has to be one of the worst bad beats ever. It has to. It's got to be right up there. You think you win a million dollars? And now you got 3300 I mean, yeah, it's still good, but nah, man. You see a million dollars in your account. You won. You're excited. Oh, that, uh, that, that's painful, man. I feel bad. I definitely feel bad for him. You know, I was sitting there struggling with FanDuel and trying to figure out uh, if the live scoring was, was up to date. Was it working? Was it not working? 
Cause I was in, uh, I mean, I, I was probably in, I was in the top 10 of the, uh, the small sweep, you know, it's $25 entry, uh, you know, just 400 to the winner, only 94 people in the contest. Um, and you know, so I was, you know, was like, oh, okay, I'm in the top 10, I'm in the top 10. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, as that Sunday night game was, was going through and right before I lost power and had to watch the rest of the game on my phone, um, you know, or, you know, like follow it, like on, <laughs> on like the ESPN fast track game, tra- game cast or whatever it is. Um, I went into first in the, uh, in the small sweep. I was like, Ooh, here you go. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I just didn't know if the stats were, were good or not. So I basically had to wait the, uh, you know, like another 24 hours, uh, until I finally remembered on Monday, I was like, Oh, I wonder how I finished with the sweep. And I actually still won. Oh, nice. Right, right. Papa gonna put himself into a three thirty three contest now. Oof, 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 oof. We'll talk about that and pissing away your bankroll uh, at another time. But nevertheless, Adam, what I've got here, I got some questions I need answered. Um, you were uh, you were on the fantasy alarm show uh, for me Monday and Tuesday, so you are fully aware of all the injury news. You're fully aware of uh, of waivers and stuff like that and what's going on with teams. So what I figured was was I would just I'd serve you up a couple of questions and then you could fill me in basically on what I missed and what I need to know. Does that sound fair? We you got it, man. All right, here you go. Question number 1. Uh, should I do this as like a caller? Should I ring 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 ring. Hello. Uh, hey, am I on the air? Right. Yeah, you're on. What's up? Hey, Adam, Howard Bender here. Longtime listener, first time caller. Got myself a, a, a question here. Uh, or it's a running back question. Uh, will Joe Mixon, who has a foot injury, be back for week eight? Or should I hold on to Gio Bernard and not drop him in waivers right now? Yeah, do not drop Gio Bernard regardless. Uh, Joe Max- Mixon did not practice uh, on Wednesday, they say he's day to day. My guess is he doesn't play. Uh, unfortunately, Zach Taylor is not very open about player injuries uh, because remember the early last week, like there wasn't much about Mixon at all. It was towards the end of the week that we found out, and he did get hurt in that game in week uh, six towards the end. But there wasn't much made about it. Uh, but my guess is he doesn't play. So I think we could see Geo for another week. Okay, beautiful. So do not drop Gio Bernard just yet. You got to hold it and see what's going on. Now, before I get to... So those are the type of questions that I've got. Before I get to those, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor at Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, It's definitely the DFS site you guys need to be playing on. Uh, Here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. 
You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play Play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll spare you the uh, the fake phone call here. Because uh, <laughs> you just can't play the joke more than once. Um, but my question is, is will Aaron Jones be healthy enough to play in week eight or... Do I have to endure more Jamal Williams? Uh, Jamal Williams is pretty good. He was pretty good. Well, I got that he's touchdown. Been, he, he got that touchdown late. You know, it was like seventy yeah, yards at a touchdown. He got it late. Didn't you know? He's well, been pretty good this year, though, compared to last year. I've watched him quite a bit. I mean, it frustrates me when they mix him in. There was one game. I think it was the Monday night game against Atlanta. There was a stretch we didn't see Aaron Jones for a while, and I was going crazy. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why is Jamal Williams in? Um, but I, I think he's in the past, I would have agreed with you, but I think he's looked, I thought he looked pretty good last year. And I think he's been better this year and it's a good offense. So I've held on to Jamal Williams in a few leagues without Aaron Jones. Now I have Aaron Jones in the GST and I don't have Jamal Williams. So I want Aaron Jones to play. I thought he would play this week. He traveled with them last week. So that's usually a good indication. All right. He's close, but I'm a little concerned. Um, I'm starting to think he won't play. He did not practice today, and Matt LaFleur said that they're going to be cautious with him after, you know, Jamal Williams was fine last week, and they have the Vikings this week at home. Now, everyone's going to think, oh, yeah, Green Bay is going to win easy. I don't feel that way. It's a divisional game. Minnesota's coming off a bye. You would expect Green Bay to win, but I don't think this is going to be as easy as people think, and we've seen Minnesota be pretty competitive. I mean, they were competitive with Seattle that Sunday night. They should have won that game um, if Alexander Madison ran to the right hole and saw they would have won and the game would have been over. But Green Bay is very cautious with injured players. We saw this with Devontae Adams in right before the bye. Remember he tweeted out, oh, I guess I don't know my body as well as others and then deleted it. Mm-hmm. That was basically saying the training staff said, no, he thought he was ready. And I thought they made the right call because they were playing Atlanta. You knew they were going to win that game. And then they had to buy. And Green Bay's thinking long-term. So I want to see Aaron Jones play, but I understand Green Bay taking a cautious approach here. So I thought if you would have asked me this 24 hours ago, I would have said, yeah, he's going to play. He traveled. But just hearing the comments from LaFleur, I'm a little worried that he's not going to play this week. Okay. All right. So you're saying also that that he's good enough for me to stop calling him Jamalful Williams? Yeah, I, I think so. Really? I mean, he worked out. Yeah, he worked. He worked out in DFS. If you use him, I mean, that's the thing. Last week, almost all the chalk hit. I mean, Geo came through. Jamal Williams came through. You know, Arizona, Seattle, outside of Metcalf, a lot of the chalk hit last week. You don't get many weeks like that. No, all the chalk hit. <laughs> yeah, right. Deontay really Johnson, nuts. who we spoke about on a fantasy alarm show. Yep. I didn't realize how cheap he was. You're like Deontay Johnson, and I'm scrolling. I'm like, where the hell is he? You're like 40, 20. I'm like, what? Yeah, definitely throw him in. Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. All the value hit. That's, you know, and that's one of the things when people start complaining, they're like, oh, I had a, a lineup put up 186 points and it didn't cash. And that's what happens when all the chalk hits and all the value chalk at that. I mean, Gio got into the end zone. Jamal got into the end zone. Uh, Deontay Johnson had two touchdowns. AJ Green had yeah. had a strong game for himself as well. And he was only 4,200. So nuts, 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 nuts. Ah, I can't call him. I, I still might have to call him Jamal Williams. I might have to. That, that's up for debate. I think that's now the title of this podcast, at least this no. episode. <laughs> um, all right. Next question here, Adam. I don't mean this um, as a personal attack. This is this is seriously, this is for fantasy purposes. Are the Cowboys done? Should we sell them in fantasy? Uh, it depends what you can get for them. But I look, Zeke is still going to get a huge workload. And they also might start getting some linemen back. Zach Martin could play this week. Looney could play. Uh, this week might be tough because it looks like Danucci could be the quarterback with Dalton in concussion protocol. Danucci. Doesn't he sound like a, like a T-bird from Greece? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> and they're playing Philly. We know Philly's front seven is good. They're going to be aggressive. Um, I think Zeke, you still kind of have to rank them in the RB1 territory. It's just not top five anymore. Uh, Cooper, probably the safest of the receivers, maybe Lamb, and that's probably it at this point. I mean, Gallup is really tough because he is really relying on deep routes and more low percentage throws, and they just don't have the time to go downfield. So, um, you know, I, I've seen some people trading Cowboys a lot. So there are certain people who just don't want anything to do with them. And I understand that based on what we saw the last couple weeks, uh, the more concerning thing for me is they look like they've quit. They, we've heard comments trashing the coaching staff uh-huh. and that's, that's just terrible when you hear that stuff and, and guys are checked out. So uh, if p- people want to sell them, I can't blame them at all, but I do think we'll, so, we'll still see some production. Uh, you got to remember that, an NFL team at its lowest, it usually doesn't continue like that. At some point, they get better. Even the Jets offense showed some signs last week. Even though they didn't put up a ton of points, you know, we did Denzel Mims look fine. Uh, we've seen Crowder put up numbers. Donald was back. So uh, a lot comes down to the offensive line for Dallas. And if they get Martin back and Looney back, it will help a little bit. But, yeah, the expectations we had for this offense are just completely changed uh, based on all the injuries, Dak being out, because the Cowboys were probably winning people leagues with the production that they were doing. We, their defense was so bad, their offense was throwing a ton. It, they were difference makers, and that's yeah. where the complexion of your fantasy team really changed. Especially if you had two Cowboys on your team, and I have Ceedee Lamb in quite a few leagues, man. It, it sucks. They're deep leagues, man. I just there's really not better options for me at this point. And I don't know if you agree. If you've had time. To me, this has been the toughest. This is the toughest week of the season so far, and I don't know if that's just my personal teams, but I think this is the toughest week so far. Just going through my early lineups, bye week issues. We have a lot of good players on bye. We have a lot of running back situations where we have no freaking idea what's going on right now mm-hmm. for this week. When you talk about Seattle, we don't even know who's healthy. Uh, San Francisco, who we touched upon before, we don't know if Tevin Coleman's going to play. If he is, that's a mess. We don't know what's going on with Baltimore. We don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. We still don't even know about Christian McCaffrey Thursday night. That could make Mike Davis 
uh, a worse play. We don't know what's going on. Well, Minnesota, it seems like Dalvin Cook's going to play. I'm going to say he'll probably play. We don't know about Cincinnati. I mean, this week is really, really rough, and it's it's a problem. Philip Lindsay, another guy who ran very well last week. Melvin Gordon lost two fumbles. He's in concussion protocol. This is a very rough week. It is indeed. It is indeed. I was going through all of my teams also dealing with waivers and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely ugly. I've got I've, I've actually got one team uh, that I probably will just go with two guys on by in my starting lineup because I don't have anybody to drop. Wow. That's oh boy. I don't have anybody. Well, here, I mean, I'll, I mean, I've got. And there's not really, there's not a whole lot that's sitting out there available either. Um, you know, the, I mean, these guys have turned into a pretty, you know, savvy league, but it's a 12 team league and sitting on bye week right now, DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, not dropping either one of those guys. Uh, Chase Edmonds and James Robinson, they're both on a bye week as well. See, this is a rough bye week, bro. And I have yeah. all of those guys. Uh, and Brandon Cooks. Now I have I do. Oh, and Chris Godwin is uh, he's out. So yeah, he's on my bench. So I mean, Cooks is probably the one guy who I could dump for, you know, possibly a, a, a wide receiver. There, I've been trying to trade. I've trade got yeah. I picked up uh, for Lamar Jackson's bye week. Somebody dropped Matt Ryan, so I scooped him up. So, but I've got Ryan and Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, this week. I'm trying to trade one of them. I'm like, I don't care which guy I trade. I said, I'll just look not Lamar Jackson has a great playoff schedule, man. I know. I know he does, but you know, at some point or another. So like, that's what I'm saying though. So it looks like, you know, I mean, do I want to drop Matt Ryan? You might have to, man. I might have to. Yeah. I think you do. Lamar already had his buy. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And then here, let's go to the, uh, Let's go to the old waivers here, just so you can see just how disgusting the wide receiver situation uh, is right now. I mean, I could go with Michael Gallup, Golden. Rashard Tate. Higgins has to be there, Golden right? Tate. No, Higgins doesn't Rashard Higgins got picked up already? Oh, Fabran. Fabran yesterday, yeah. Oh, so you missed out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could go with Aguilar. He's got that nice relationship. Oh yeah, I, I would. I would. I would add him. Am I dropping Cooks or am I dropping Ryan? Or am Ryan. I dropping two? Ryan. All right. So if I'm dropping Matt Ryan, here we go. You get it's hard. It's hard to take two zeros. I mean, I don't know the specifics of the league. You know, do total points matter? Are you five and two? And you know, it does oh, your opponent. I'm three and four. Oh, you gotta get a win, bro. All right, so here we go. So who am I at? Look at this. This is what happens when you work with great people that you get to like sit there and just have them do your fantasies. I'm pulling a I'm pulling a, a Twitter thing here right now, <laughs> and I've got Adam Ronis setting my lineup here. All right, so let's go back to the wide receivers. Who's available? Who I might like? Um, Kendrick, what about Scotty Miller? Uh, Scotty Miller is not available. Okay, he's a good one week play with uh, Godwin out. Yeah. Uh, Bourne, Pascal, Greg Ward. Oh, Greg Ward against Dallas. He's not bad if Rager doesn't play. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. I don't. Rager's are, here's the like Rager's available in a couple leagues. 
But I I need guys this week, man. Well, I'm like you in that league you're talking about. Yeah. All the guys are on by or hurt on my bench. Ooh. What about Marcus Johnson? Somebody left Marcus. He's Johnson interesting. I like uh, if I was desperate this week, I would consider starting him. His snaps and routes have gone up each week. He's a very intriguing ad, especially do, if you have room on the bench. Did they? Yeah, but I think they activated Pittman also. Well, they. So what they are doing with these activations? We saw it with Tevin Coleman. They open up a twenty-one day window. That doesn't mean they're going to be back this week, right? So I haven't seen any detail if he will be back. But right, yeah, well, that's another interesting name. All right, so here's here are the names: Bourne, Pascal, Ward, Gallup, Mooney, Denzel Mims, Marcus Johnson. I mean, this means I'm dropping Brandon Cooks. Oh, to get another one? To... Well, you already made the other move to drop Brian, right? Right. So that's already done, and that means I still have one spot in my lineup that has a. Uh... I would. I would. This sounds like it's a pretty good team. What what happened? Have you faced a high score or something? Oh, I lost Barkley. Okay. I, I lost Barkley. Godwin has been out for uh, for right. a ton of time. Yeah. Um last week last like last that. week we before before all the fun started and like I had Gio Bernard available to me. Um I you know, I started Devonta Freeman because I had no other options. And then he got hurt, goes out for, for after eight yards. I think Bourne is the most intriguing of that, only because we know Debo's out there playing Seattle, and Seattle has been horrendous. You got to think San Francisco's going to pass. I think Denzel Mims is not bad either, man. He had four for like forty-eight last week. Um, Perryman got hurt. They were actually were putting Tre'Davious White on Mims a little bit. Those would be the two. Um, Ward's not. They're not bad. What I would try and do though is I would try and shop Cooks because you don't want to drop him because someone's going to go grab him. So I would look at a team you know, near the top of the standings that maybe doesn't have bye week issues and just say, you know, make an offer. I could definitely do that. I could definitely. Do but yeah, this, this, I'm telling you, man, I see. And I thought it was maybe just me, but I talked to a couple other people now hearing your situation. This is a rough week, man. I mean, you have good, good teams on by man. Uh, offensive players we're relying on and, and then the injuries. And, you know, we talked about the running back injuries, we don't know if Deontay Johnson's going to play. Allen Robinson's in concussion protocol. I mean, it, I'm looking at my team and I'm like, geez, man, do I really have to start Benny Snell this week, maybe? I mean, or or Alexander Madison with, you know, Dalvin Cookback. It's like, it's really getting to that point because we got five, six guys on by on our bench. And then these other guys, we don't know if they're going to play. I mean, Allen Robinson thing is just brutal, man. It happened, it happened with about four minutes left. He caught a pass and... Uh, they basically, you know, someone tackled him and he went helmet first into the ground and he walked off and it looked like he didn't want to come out, but they must have saw something upstairs. You know, they monitor this stuff now and they said, now you got to get checked out. And then Nagy came out on Wednesday and said, yeah, Robert's still in concussion protocol and it's a short week. So I'm kind of getting nervous. I hope we get some good news on Thursday, but uh, this this is a rough week. I, I, I think by far this has been the roughest week so far. It has not been pretty. It has not been pretty. You know, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to shoot a trade offer to uh, my good friend, Bob Ushusen, who is the voice of the Jets. I'm going to see. Oh, wow. He's in that league? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Bob's in here. Uh, Adam Zucker from CBS Sports. He's in here. Um, Steve Gardner 
from USA Today. He's in here. Ah, good old Steve. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Chris Weaver from NFL Films. He's also in this league. Uh, I'm going to offer him Brandon Cooks straight up for Sterling Shepard. He's got Shepard sitting on his bench. That's a fair deal. And if I was him, I would take it. Well, of course, because I'd rather have Brandon Cooks than Sterling Shepard. Right. But I think, look, when Shepard is healthy, he's been good. Now, how long he stays healthy isn't the question. But this is a week, obviously, they'll be passing quite a bit. No one runs on Tampa Bay. And Shepard should have. Should get you double digits in a PPR, I would think. Or you know what? Let me let me go to some other. I I could I could offer him Brandon Cooks for AJ Green too. You could and hope AJ Green gets traded to a good team, but I don't know if he gets the like who would take AJ Green because you got to pay him. Nobody, he makes money. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. Nobody does. I mean, if you're Green Bay, do you do it? You really need a receiver. But the question is, you're not obviously signing him long term, but. He makes a good amount of money this year, if I'm not mistaken. So you would have to pay about half his contract. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would want to pay. And then you got to give up a, a pick for him, too. Who's going to want to do that? He's not a difference maker at this point. I mean, he's still decent. but And they're about to get Lazard back, too. Well, I don't know if it's going to be this week. Well, there you go. Trade offer sent. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. If I don't hear from him uh, by tomorrow morning, I will uh, I will just have to message him. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for, for coaching me through that. Now, by the way, AJ, AJ Green's making 18.1 this year. Come so we're about on. halfway through the year. They'd have to pay $9 million. Jesus, that's brutal. That's brutal. Brutal, brutal. Um, all right. Let me, uh, let, let, me, let me continue with my questions. Enough of this selfish, right. Howard... Uh, being helped by Adam. That's a good example, though, for people listening of, of how to, you know, strategy with rough bye weeks and bench spots gives them an example of what they should be doing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Why I didn't think of it on my own? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. Next question, Adam. Do we have any faith in the Buccaneers wide receivers after the Antonio Brown signing and the Chris Godwin finger surgery? Seems like this is probably your last week to get anything out of Mike Evans. Yeah, I think so with Evans. I was not high on him before the year, and uh, it's been worse than I thought. His target percentage without God, with Godwin on the field has been very low. Uh, they didn't bring Antonio Brown in to not be a part of this offense, and he had his first practice on Wednesday. Everyone said he looked good. So, And Gronkowski has come along, and we know Brady has the rapport with him. So, yeah, I think it's 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 real trouble for Mike Evans. And even this week, he's probably going to see a lot of Bradbury. I also don't think he's healthy. I still think that ankle is bothering him and he's trying to fight through it. And I give him credit for being out there, but he's not 100 percent. Yeah, if you have Mike Evans, you're you're in trouble. Uh, I think Scott Miller is a, a good one week plug in, although we were in this situation before and he got a zero a few weeks ago, but they're playing the Giants and Brady's rolling right now. So I expect him to put up points. Um, I expect him to hopefully put up some points as well. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Have you seen Jarek McKinnon in like the last three days? Uh, no, I haven't. Although I did see him late in the fourth quarter when the game was meaningless, you know, get on the field. He actually in some leagues got negative because I think he lost the yard or two. He had yes, like, it was negative point one. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, look, the Jarek McKinnon thing, it's so funny too because I had tweeted out, I'm like, 
was anyone aware that Jeff Wilson was going to get the workload of a Derrick Henry this week? And some dude's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw. And I was like, what? He was, I don't know if he was being sarcastic or what, because someone else jumped in, too. And he's like, yeah, show me your lineups where you started Jeff Wilson. And he's like, no, I didn't. But McKinnon doesn't look the same and has no burst. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they gave McKinnon huge workloads. Remember that one week it was McKinnon and Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wilson had the two touchdowns. And the next week I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be a split. I'll play Wilson. And Wilson didn't barely played. It was all McKinnon. It's just, I don't know, man. Kyle Shanahan has done this before. And this will be the week that McKinnon either gets 20 touches or Tevin Coleman is activated and gets 20 touches. I, I really don't know what to do with this backfield, man. I mean, if Tevin Coleman is playing this week, forget it. You're really just rolling the dice between Coleman, Hasty, and McKinnon. If it's only McKinnon and Hasty, then, you know, maybe they split. Maybe McKinnon gets more of the passing down work. But we were all surprised after the game when Shanahan's like, yeah, our plan was not was to rest McKinnon. You know, we want to take it easy on him. He had huge workloads early in the year. And I understand that he didn't play for two years, but to not play at all. And then Jeff Wilson, and Wilson looked good, give him credit. But almost every running back in that system has looked good when they get an opportunity. But like Wilson got everything. And it's unfortunate he got hurt on that third touchdown. But even Hasty, who looked good the week before, is barely involved. So I don't know. It's it's tough with that backfield. I don't I'm not sure what to do at this point. I don't really know what to do at this point either. Um I will spare everybody here on the Annie Up podcast and just simply direct you to uh SiriusXM.com slash on demand, search for fantasy alarm and uh listen to Wednesday's love letters. I'll tell you exactly who's at fault with us not getting this Jarek McKinnon information. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think beat writers are lazy now. They're lazy, lazy, lazy. If they're not breaking news, then they don't really feel the importance to do anything more than uh, a bunch of fluff pieces. And it's a shame to say that, but that's really what it comes down to for me. That is it. Um, all right. Well, Adam, thank you very much for catching me up on uh, on everything I need to know. Thank you very much for your help uh, in my with my fantasy team. I feel a lot better about it. I'm still a little bummed that uh, I actually I think I just missed a trade offer um, where somebody was offering me um, T Higgins and something else. It wasn't anything beautiful. T Higgins and Curtis Samuel for Matt Ryan and Chase Edmonds. Oh, yeah, it's like I, I love T Higgins. I sure do. But like, yeah, Chase Edmonds, bro. I am just I cannot wait, bro. I drafted him like everywhere. And then I so I have Drake in three leagues. All of them have Edmonds. And then I have Edmonds probably in another three, four five leagues. That was a guy that I was drafting around nine, around 10, told a lot of people to. And I'm you know, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. It sucked to see that happen to Kenyon Drake, but I'm just happy that I can play Edmonds after this bye week. And it might be two, three, four weeks, who knows, but man, he looks good in that offense. He really looks good in that offense. And yeah, I mean, this guy's been trying to get Edmonds from me for a while. Um, He's ironically, he's the guy who dropped uh, Matt Ryan. So I got to scoop up Ryan for uh, the last two weeks and, and get to use him. Uh, well, I mean, if, if I wanted to, I had him as by basically a, a filler for Lamar Jackson, who was out. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, if he, if he offered me Higgins for Ryan, then I'd be like bummed. I'd be like, oh, shit, let me just uh, go back and, you know, take that move away or something. But uh, I can't give him Edmonds here. I'm with you. I have him in a number of places. I'm very excited to watch him uh, as the lead without any concerns uh, of what Kenyon Drake's going to do. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Big thanks for all of you guys for tuning in. Big thanks to uh, Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, uh, our, our good friend Shannon Blunt, who's going to do some editing work here. And uh, and we wish you all nothing but the best. We will. Uh, oh, wait. You know what, Adam? We should probably do a call on the game tomorrow, right? On Thursday night football, since we're not going to have a, another time to record until then. Sure, we can do that. Carolina, Atlanta. It's minus three right now at Carolina. Who do you like? Uh, I like Atlanta getting three. There you go. I feel the same way. Over under 40. Oh, really? Okay. I do actually because I think this is this is to me this is a weird sucker line. Like why yeah, is this line, why is this line only three with with how great Carolina's offense has been, right? Like why isn't it more than three? Are we just saying that both defenses are so bad it's nothing but a field goal game? Yeah, no, I'm with you. It feels like people, you know, Atlanta's blown lead after lead. It feels like a lot of people will bet against them. They'll look at Carolina's record. And uh, look, Carolina, I think, has been a big surprise. I still don't think they're that good. I don't either. I don't either. So, all right, that's kind of funny that we're on the same page on that one there. <coughs> Excuse me, but I've been a, I've been a, a, an Atlanta guy for some time. I've always been a big fan of the personnel that they have. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Uh, but this defense is just terrible. Bad enough to keep Carolina in there, but I think that the uh, the offense is better for Atlanta, and that's what prevails in this game. I'm with you. All right. Well, then now that's going to officially do it for us here, right? It's like trying to get off the phone. It's like, can can you get off the phone, please? I I have to make another call. Have yeah, that that annoying girl that you talk to on the phone, and she just won't let you go. Right. Uh, what what else is going on? nothing okay i have to go what are you doing well i gotta take a shower <laughs> well can i stay on the phone while you shower no what kind of soap <laughs> uh. all right well thanks so much everybody for tuning in i'm howard bender for adam ronis we'll catch you next time